0: oh okay welcome to into the channel a podcast primarily about women's football before we hit the pitch if you enjoy the show or love women's football as much as your boys do, subscribe or follow us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to watch or listen. Ratings, reviews, comments, all of them always appreciated at ITC underscore pod on X, at Into the Channel Pod on Threads. I am your host, Dino Desespitas. And as always, I am joined, we are joined by my co-host, our co-host, Mr. Grant Engel. What is up, man?
1: I'm doing great, buddy. We had an excellent year of football in 2023. This isn't really for this podcast, but a, a pretty cool men's team won the treble in 2023. You, you may have saw that.
0: Oh, so long ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, forget about that. Who's living in the past? They're also the World <laughs> Cup, the club World Cup champions, but I digress. This is a podcast about women's football, primarily about women's football. And 2023 was a massive year for the sport. And so I feel like on January 9th is a good time for us to kind of have our heads wrapped around our teams of the year. So I am very psyched to discuss those with you.
0: Love that. Yeah. Great year for women's football. Great year for Into the Channel pod. But yeah, we basically gave ourselves a homework assignment a few weeks back. Let's nail down our starting 11 for 2023. And I think maybe a little bit over a week ago, FIFA Pro released their list of a full squad it wasn't quite there the final 11 and i'm starting to see a lot of you know final 11s like springing up i think the with the release of um the fc video game as well so we took it upon ourselves to list our starting 11 and then what we're going to do is just talk out a an imaginary fantasy into the channel darby between our two squads and go through the exercise of thinking about how that match might shake out So I think we're going to have some fun. With that said, where do you want to get started?
1: So I think before we get right into our teams, let's just take a second to recognize the awful news that Sam Kerr suffered an ACL injury during Chelsea's warm weather training in Morocco. The club confirmed on social media and various media outlets on January 7th. What can you say about this? This fucking sucks. We were planning to talk about Sam Kerr in our 2023 starting 11 discussion. She's on everybody's short list who pays attention to the sport as one of the best strikers in the world. She's obviously one of the greatest overall players in the world. It just really sucks. There's always something to me that hurts more about when a great player is injured during training I don't know like what the difference is you know, cognitively, but it's it's just a super bummer. But if we know anything about Sam Kerr, she's a mentality monster. She's going to train hard. She's going to get back to it. Sorry to start on a down note, but we're going to talk about the best players of 2023. Sam Kerr has to be mentioned, and we might as well kind of get this out of the way off top.
0: Yeah. I mean, pretty terrible news. We've obviously been covering you know, Sam Kerr since the World Cup, and then obviously following Chelsea through this Champions League run. She's been playing really great. She got a moment or a couple moments in the World Cup, which is great to see, just battling back from an injury during that tournament as well, sending out well wishes to her uh, and hoping that the recovery is speedy and we can see her back on the field ASAP. I think we'd all be excited to see that.
1: For sure. You know, on the list of pro athletes who I would count out, she's not appearing on that list. She is much more the player who appears on the greatest 11 list. She's going to attack this, you know, the way she attacks football in general. And that is with a tenacity and a ferocity and an intelligence that I, I hope Caesar her come back soon.
0: Well said. Let's talk about our starting 11, who we thought got it done in 2023. And let's start from the back. I'm going to kick us off. Goalkeeper, Zashira Musevich, five feet, 10 inches of Swedish terror, especially to U.S. Women's National Team fans. She saved all 11 of the U.S. shots on target in the match that ended the U.S.'s 2023 World Cup run. In the WSL for Chelsea, she has saved 18 of the 20 shots she's faced this season, shots on target. She's also got an 80% save rate in the Champions League, and she bested that number in the World Cup, saving an ungodly 84.6% of shots on target. She's just a monster. I would love to see her get more playing time at Chelsea, but I don't know. She's just got like a big game feel to her. I'm going to stick her in goal for my 2023 starting 11.
1: Makes sense. I mean, I like the term big game feel too. That performance, that's an all-timer in the USA game. I mean, that was unbelievable. Uh, You could kind of see the look on the American strikers uh, like 55 minutes into that match, just looking around like, what's it going to take at this point? I will say I could be accused of some bias on this, but I don't think so on this one. Hand raised. I am an England supporter. I support the Lionesses. I support the three Lions on the men's side. But Mary Earps, or as Dino and I like to refer to her, Mary fucking Earps. I believe (laughs) she is the (laughs) best. Mary F. Earps. I believe her to be the best goalkeeper in the world. I think Musevich, you can make a really good case for her, as you just did. I think Earps, her reaction time, her control with the ball at her feet. She's super tough. She's beloved in the dressing room. You know, obviously was a massive part of uh, helping England advance to the final of the World Cup. So I'm going to take Mary Earps as my goalkeeper.
0: Love it. She made my short list. Had to, obviously. Oh, yeah. Center backs. Before we kick it off, we had an almost comical amount of overlap between our squads. So some of these picks we'll talk about individually, and we'll let you know when we kind of had the proper mind meld with the players that appeared on both of our lists.
1: Yeah, I think that makes sense. And I think, you know, some of our our footballing sensibilities, they they clearly overlap with a lot of the, the same players that we selected. Uh, I do think it's funny how kind of we shook out our, our formations and stuff. I think that actually kind of speaks to like our footballing ethos uh, for each of us. So to set the scene for my squad, if I was a manager, I would play a four, two, three, one, try to make sure that I have a stout defense with players who are able to streak up the sides, but also do some overlapping runs with the, with the attacking midfielders. Yada, yada. yada. I'm not going to bore you with my pretend coaching strategy, Um, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, you know, I mean, we, we wanted to do this exercise. I might as well do it right. So yeah, four, two, three, one for me. So my two center backs, first, Give me Wendy Renard, absolute leader, captain of the French squad, five-time Champions League winner. She can score with her head or her right foot. She's an absolute nightmare for attackers. I feel like she is the type of player who, when you can see an attacking player start to go into the box, that they go, oh, okay, and then they'll just make a, they'll make a right or a left turn and be like, let me play the ball out somewhere else because they see Renard coming. She's just an absolute a stopper back there. Uh, So give me her in in the middle as her counterpart. If I were building a squad, give me Millie Bright, England's captain, Mm. uh, European champion, dangerous as hell from the six yard box and grew up playing forward actually as a young player. Uh, So great control uh, with the ball at her feet, able to kind of initiate the attack from the back. Same as Renard. So I feel like if I have those two physically big, physically strong, players back there. I feel like that is the start of a of a really good defense.
0: I also had Wendy Renard as a center back. Not surprised. I didn't know that about Millie Bright, but not surprised. You know, considering yeah. how she finishes, I went back and forth between Millie Bright and my eventual pick here for center back Naomi Gurma, who was the US's best player in the World Cup for sure, rock solid every minute she was out there, her San Diego wave finished the NWSL season at the top of the standings. Uh, she anchored a defense that allowed just 22 goals and 22 matches that was good for second best in the entire league 23 years old. She's just a rock star without being like a rah-rah type. She just kind of cools the temperature. You know, just kind of with her game. I just love the way she plays, and she's definitely on my starting 11.
1: I will say, for people who have not seen uh, the FIFA FIFA Pro World 11, the candidates that they have, they do not have Wendy Renard, Millie Bright, or Naomi Gurma as one of their candidates in terms of defenders, which this is going to be a recurring theme for anybody who loves world football. Maybe FIFA's judgment is not the best. Um, So... (laughs) Granted, that is not to take away from the candidates that they have on the list. They have great players on the list. There are a lot of them. But if you want to tell me that there are 10 better defenders in the world than Wendy Renard, I'm going to disagree with that. (laughs) Like, that's just not true. That's just – watch the games. That's just not true.
0: Yeah. I – I agree with you there. And you know what? I'll put my 11 against FIFPros 11 any right. day of the week, just look at their list. They've got a great list, but one American player, and it's Alex Morgan.
1: Two, actually. They have Alyssa Nair as a That's right. goalkeeper there. Yeah.
0: But yeah, defensively, it's a little uh, little questionable, FIFPros list. But we keep it moving. <laughs> Left back, right back, pretty funny. We were in full lockstep here. Give us Ona Batier and Olga Carmona. Batier, pretty solid 2023, I would say. She won Liga F, she won the Champions League, won the World Cup, Uh, her Barcelona side undefeated in Liga F and Champions League again this season, 17 matches, 17 wins. For her squad in the 2023-24 campaign, and she started 14 of those 17. Obviously, big play player through and through. Olga Carmona, on the other side, sick ball skills, thunderous striking ability. She scores the winner in the World Cup to beat Sweden. She scores the winner to beat your beloved Lionesses in the final. Mm -hmm. Also, a couple absolute bangers in the Champions League group stage. Total fucking gamer. I don't know how we go wrong with those two at left back and right back. And then scrolling back up to FIFA Pro's list. Olga's on there. Ona Batier not on there. I don't know, man. <laughs> Their squad. <laughs> Again, we're going to have to maybe grab a PlayStation and and load up these teams and see what happens in uh, in just kind of like a simulation mode.
1: I like it. I'll say shout to FIFA's FIFA Pro list. Uh, one of the players who kind of jumped out to me as a right back there. They do have Lucy Bronze on there. Mm-hmm. Thought she played really well for the Lionesses. Ona Batier is an incredible player. I mean, what are we talking about here? So... um, You know, I love Lucy Bronze, and she deserves mention, without question. But Ona Batier, I mean, what do you want from her? You want her to run up and down and create havoc and, and cross balls in, or do you want her to hang back and just make expert tackles and then play the ball from the back with just genius precision? She'll do either one.
0: No, she's unbelievable. I think we got ours right. Let's go. Back four. I think we're loaded.
1: I like it. Let me jump in. So I I mentioned I'm playing a 4-2-3-1, so I'm going to have my two holding midfielders here. I'm going all United Kingdom here. Aaron (laughs) Cuthbert from Scotland. (laughs) A-plus toughness. I will never... It's one of the sports moments that... Like, I have these flashball moments that I just kind of carry with me. It was in the Champions League against Real Madrid. Aaron Cuthbert takes a head to the face, immediately gets a really kind of gross shiner. She goes over to the sideline, Emma Hayes looks at her, notices it, and like is visibly shaken by how fast this black eye has uh, developed on Cuthbert's face. It's like, whoa, Jesus. And Cuthbert just goes, don't fucking take me out of the game. And just immediately <laughs> runs, takes a <laughs> sip of water and immediately runs back from it. She's everything you would want from a defensive midfielder. Super smart, incredibly tough, like I mentioned. And she can score when you need. Had a brace in, in her last uh, Champions League match. She has great, like, kind of field general, but also isn't going to try to do too much either. And if I needed to pick a counterpart for her, give me Georgia Stanway. As smart of a player as you can find on the field. She was an absolute pivotal part of the Lionesses uh, making it to the final. So, yeah, give me Cuthbert and Stanway. My all United Kingdom defensive midfielders there.
0: I love it. Yeah, I also had uh, Aaron smash a beer can on my forehead. Cuthbert on <laughs> in my midfield as well. Hell yeah! I love how much uh, you know how much overlap we added. I got a total kick out of it. In my other kind of defensive midfield spot in that like number six role, I actually have Aitana Bonmati dropped mm-hmm. a little deeper than normal. I kind of like the idea of well before we get into what I liked about the idea. I mean, she's obviously, for my money, the best player in the world. She wins everything. She's top 10 in every stat. There's not gonna be a single starting 11 this year without her on it. I just kind of like the idea of like her ball control and starting the offense from a deeper spot on the field. And I mean, she's so accurate and so smart that she could just kind of shrink the field. We can get the break started a little deeper. We'll see if she can kind of hold up defensively. And, you know, truth be told, I want to maximize my offense, you know, so we'll see later on. I'm also in a four-two-three-one.
1: Very interesting pick. I like I like the idea of getting the attack started further back. I you do raise a good point. Like how well does she hold up in defense? But what am I going to do? Be like, oh, I don't know how good Bo Matisse is going to be. Like, what has she not done to prove her greatness? Pretty much anywhere on the pitch.
0: Declan Rice vibes with uh, what's oh, happening wow. at Arsenal. Who can kind of like drop a little deep, but also very offensive minded. Yeah. So I'm kind of channeling a little bit of that with my squad.
1: Sounds about right.
0: All right. So now to the attack. Why don't you kick us off? What did you have up front?
1: So let's see. I'll, I'll start in the center. This is where we're going to have some more overlap. So my number 10, it's got to be Bon Mati, uh, for me. I'm going to play her in her natural position. She's one of the best distributors in the world. I want her in that natural position to where she can kind of see the front side of the field, not have to go too far up, but also take her scoring chances. If I have Bon Mati leading me, into the final third. I think I'm pretty much always going to feel pretty good about that. Over on the left wing, we've talked about her a lot on this podcast. I don't think this is really going to come as a surprise to anybody. Give me Lauren James. I think she is just... The odd, and I I don't mean that pejoratively, but kind of the odd pace that she presents, where we've mentioned it several times, she goes at her own pace. It doesn't look like she's that fast, but she gets past everybody. She doesn't look like she's going with a high motor, but she's outlasting everybody on the field. Like Everything about her game kind of keeps people off balance, and then the service into the box uh, or into the channel, if you will, for, for other attacking players making <laughs> runs is just second to none, I think. If you have her on the left wing serving balls into the middle, I think you're going to be in really good shape. And you can always just, you could run the switch with her and Bonmati, and just everybody panics at that point on the defense with, oh with God, those yeah. two out there. So. Yeah, give me Lauren James on the left wing, and then another into the channel favorite, as I guess maybe I shouldn't preface everybody with that, considering we're picking our favorite players on this podcast. But give me Carolyn Graham Hansen, the Norwegian hero on the right wing, about as smart of a player as you could ask for, will give you perfect service from the other side. So that midfield, I'm going from left to right, Lauren James, Aitana Bon Mati, and then Carolyn Graham Hansen, CGH. She gets the full initial treatment. Carolyn Graham Hansen, a hero among an incredible squad on Barcelona. I just think there's no way you you could argue there are two or three better right wings in the world than her right now.
0: Yeah, man. I love your lineup. Love the attack. I mean, CGH, Carolyn Graham Hansen, probably the most dubious snub from the FIFA Pro list. I mean Embarrassing. how the fuck? Like, come on, man. Like what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, on my side, a lot of overlap, like you mentioned. I've got L. J. in my number ten spot. Sure. We've been talking about her kind of controlling more of the offense, and in my mind, Bonmati's winning balls in the midfield, finding L. J. immediately. And I think the thing about Lauren James is it's like her processing power. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of my guy John Champion. One of my favorite calls of his was, um, I think it might have been a Rashford goal, and he just says, "Smash and grab." Like, and I was just like, hell yeah, I fucking love that. (laughs) And that to me is like LJ. I think her processing power, like her brain power or her football brain is unrivaled. And I think what we're actually seeing is she's just making decisions way faster. By the time you realize what she's trying to do, she's already done it it's over. Like you're cooked. Mm -hmm. I was looking back at the one timer she had in the World Cup where the ball's coming into her, you know, and usually a player will, you know, sort of watch the ball center themselves and just kind of like prepare for a perfect strike. And the ball's in the air and she's just looking at the keeper. She's like, all right, I see what I'm going to do here. Finds the ball again and just smashes it one time from like 20 yards out. Perfect strike. And she's just Processing shit at a different level. So I've got her in my number ten. I want her kind of like creating offense, and then that gives me the opportunity to play CGH on the right and introduce another ITC favorite, Salma Pariuelo, on the left. And now we are gunning. So th- that's my left and right wing, and up front, little curveball. Give me. She came up on our <laughs> on our NWSL episode as part of a different conversation. Give me Kadeisha Bunny Shaw. Give me her productivity. One of our absolute favorite reggae girls with a Z. Strong, fast, runs hard, plays hard. Headers, absolutely clinical. Otherworldly productivity. Nine goals in nine matches this season with another two assists. Throw those in there. Last season, 2022-2023. Bunny Shaw, 22 starts, seven assists, 20 goals (laughs) in 22 starts. Let's fucking go. I mean, (laughs) tough to get more productive than that. And I just like the, if all else fails... Get it to Bunny. Give her a chance to do something. But why would all else fail? My team's fucking loaded. I'm pretty pumped.
1: (laughs) I would say that the Petri Bunny Shaw overlapping runs, you know, into the middle. With your squad, I feel like with both our squads, but with your squad especially, you could just play short corners every time, and it would be horrifying for the defense. (laughs) Because you could play the short corner, and then Benayuelo is at the six before you even realize it, and she might be dishing it off to fucking Bunny Shaw or Aitana Bonmati or Laura James standing there. So I like the attack. And it's
0: one of those where a lot of times the cross just kind of squirts through. For any cross that kind of squirts through, it's getting smashed in by Graham Hansen or whichever direction it's going. Somebody's finding the end <laughs> of it, and it's just smashing it home, so... This would be just like an epic, you know, space jam level matchup uh, of our two sides. I would love to see it actually happen.
1: You would be tough to defend. And so that's where we get to the final overlapping player. Obviously, if you have listened to this podcast, I am not leaving Beta Uelo out of the squad. I have already said I, I think that she has an argument with Bon Mati as possibly the best player in the world. So she would be my striker. She would be my number nine. At the top completing the 4-2-3-1. What can you say about Beta Yuelo that we haven't already said? She's fast, she's a genius. By this point, I believe we have compared her parts of her game to <laughs> Ronaldo R9 from Brazil. We've compared her to Cristiano Ronaldo. We've compared her to Mbappe. you compared her to Killian Mbappe. She's got it all. Every piece that you could want as a young player. And I think in 20 years, if a player is great enough, maybe they'll be lucky enough to be compared to her. So Mm. no shock that we have the overlap there. But let me say, Bunny Shaw, difficult for me as a sky blue myself to leave her out. She was probably my most difficult cut, I would say.
0: Yeah, I got my 11 in couple days before you and i was dying to see yours because i was just like at first i was like i can't imagine we have the same team and then i was like i can't imagine we have different like i just I, I was so dying to see where your head was at and then i thought i was kind of being cute like i was like all right give me cuthbert like in the middle like i just love her toughness and, and like of course you've got her in the same spot almost the same back four i definitely got a kick out of seeing uh both of our sides so i don't know if they did go head to head tough to see who might win just because there's so much overlap but how would you see a game kind of shaking out got a little cute with beaumonti dropping or a little deeper, you think that would kind of give me some problems? What would you expect if we if we kind of ran this simulation?
1: I mean, it's obviously super close, right? The fun part about FIFA, well, I guess uh, EAFC now, if you play this on, on video games, it, you could have the same players on opposite teams. That is a fun part of the game. It's obviously super close. I even think if you did it like a Champions League, like quarterfinal, two ties in a home and away set, you still might go to PKs in the second match. These teams are going to play each other pretty close to even. My internal bias, I think I'm probably maximizing Bone mati and LJ by playing them at their relatively natural positions. I think LJ gets a lot more time at left wing than she does at number 10. And I think, obviously, Bone mati she's like born to be a number 10. But I love, love, love the creativity of playing her a little farther back. If you have Bone mati kind of in that number six role and then Olga back there, now you have like this additional chemistry back there. If things get a little squirrely, those two are going to settle the ball real quickly and just kind of be like, okay, everybody calm down. We got this. We're going to pass it. We're going to get out of trouble, and then we can move the ball back forward. I will say I think my middle four, if you will, my two center backs and my two holding midfielders, Bright, Renard, Stanway, and Cuthbert, I think that's going to be tough to score against. It's going to be real tough. To get any kind of aerial threat against, especially with Renard and, and Bright back there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Bunny Shaw would love to have a word. It's um, true. Based on that, based on that last comment.
1: <laughs> <It> <laughs> She's is true.
0: pretty good. Yeah. Again, I think this would be an epic battle. If anybody out there has got the EAFC and could give this one an old spin for your boys, I mean oh, we I would be that. forever indebted. I would love to actually see this one. <laughs> you don't have to do the home and home. One match for all the marbles. I'd just love to see how it shakes out. Love it. We had a lot of fun with this one. Who were your toughest cuts? I mean, I had a real hard time. From my first 11 to my final 11, there was a lot of uh, turnover, let's say. Who did you have a hard time leaving outside your starting 11?
1: So obviously, I mentioned Bunny. I think she was right up there. And then, you know, honestly, when I looked at my first 11, I was like, okay, well, I got to put in Sam Kerr, who we mentioned at at the top of this segment. I do think, you know, kind of with the injury bug that she had during the World Cup, if we're talking about players who had like the best 2023, it's obviously not her fault that she got injured, but that kind of takes away from it a little bit. So I thought Sam Kerr was a tough one to leave out. Lindsey Horan, I will say I was kind of surprised. I do not have an American in my squad. And I love Lindsey Horan. She's probably my favorite American player currently playing. Same, But that midfield is too crowded. There are too many good number 10 number eight, like players there. So I would say Bunny, Haran Kerr, and I'll give some some very quick shout outs here. So Rachel Daly, proud lioness for the England yep. squad at Aston Villa. She had 22 goals in the WSL. Let's go. And Rachel Daly, she's obviously a goal scorer, but she gave us some great minutes at left back in the World Cup for England. So she's a versatile player. Elba Redondo, 27 goals in Liga F for Levante. And three in the World Cup for Espana. So uh, yeah. not a bad year's work for Redondo there. <laughs> uh, win a World Cup and score 27 goals for your club. Nothing to sneeze at. A player we've talked about a lot, Asisat Ashwala, scored a ton of goals as well. And then probably one of my favorite under-the-radar type players. As under-the-radar as you can be when scoring 25 goals for your club. Rachel Kundanaji. Anybody oh, who watched us, it. Anybody who watched us talk about the Women's World Cup – Dino did a fucking incredible job covering the Copper Queens of Zambia. Um, <laughs> like I said, she had 25 goals in Liga F and she added another one for the Copper Queens in the world cup. So shout out to her because that kind of productivity is, you have to reward, uh, at least in an honorable mention, I
0: think. Yeah, 100%. She was great. And shout out to fellow Copper Queen, Baba Ramanda. She's still out doing her thing in Shanghai. She didn't make my starting 11, but, you know, she's always a ITC favorite. My toughest cuts, Kira Walsh. That one hurt. Yep. Sophia Smith, 2022 NWSL MVP. Basically yep. came down to her versus Bunny Shaw and that striker spot. One of my favorites, obviously, PSG captain Grace Kayoro, who's pretty much turned that PSG team around. Lindsay Horan, who you mentioned, Rose Lavelle. That was tough. Uh, Lady Gunner, key contributor on Sweden's national team, Amanda Illestat. Couldn't find a spot for her either. She's on the FIFA Pro list. Uh, Linda Caicedo, yeah. maybe the breakout star of the World Cup. I mean, just a massive coming out party for her. Shout out to, I think it was Jackie Oatley who had the Caicedo. <laughs> <laughs> my, probably my favorite call of the World Cup. Yeah, Esther Gonzalez, also a great year as well. Scored the goal ahead goal in the NWSL final. And obviously contributed to um, Spain's success. Really enjoyed the exercise. Like I said, man, if anybody could hook us up and actually run this in for us, throw your boys a screenshot. When we do get t-shirts or stickers, uh, we'll definitely have one with your name on it. Oh yeah. Anything else you want to cover before we get out of here?
1: So some of the players that were mentioned uh, in the FIFA Pro list. Hmm. Let's see here. So uh, Mappy Leon from Barcelona and and España, um, you know, great defender. Uh, I talked about Lucy Bronze. Fridolina Rolfo from Sweden is a great midfielder. I mean, that midfield is so, so crowded that it is just hard to break through. I thought it was pretty cool that Ella Toon made it from the Lionesses. Jenny Hermoso goes without saying. She has a ton of impact on the field. Now she's moving to uh, Liga MX Femenil down in Mexico. Alessia Russo, also another Lioness. I mean, I feel like when you appear in the World Cup final, you're bound to have a lot of players. And I, I tried to check my biases at the door and was just like, okay, don't make this too many England players, but they play for elite clubs and they made the World Cup final. So I had four on my squad. I think I had four from Spain, four from England, and then, you know, Cuthbert, CGH, and uh, Renard were my non-English or Spain players. Mm-hmm. Between the two of us, I feel like we kind of had the international game covered. But that World Cup success—I mean, me and you—we love club football. We obviously we love the Champions League. I think it's the it's the highest level of the sport you could play, but that World Cup stage, that just makes an impact when you're talking about the best players in the world, I think.
0: Yeah, and I might be a dummy about this, but I'm wondering if the FIFA Pro list is probably more I mean, maybe extremely heavily weighted toward uh national team, you know, performance this year. You know, obviously you mentioned a lot of Spain, a lot of England, a lot of Sweden who had a, you know, a great run in the tournament as well.
1: I think so, but I also think that let's just be total football fans about this. FIFA doesn't know shit. They, all, all, they do, all they do, they're just in this for the money. They're just trying to get as much money out of every country as they could possibly get. So FIFA, thanks for the great football games. Thanks for licensing EA to make great football video games for me and us since we were kids. But, you know, you guys are just greedy bastards who don't really know anything about what you're watching. So you put together this list. You gave us some time to kind of make fun of it a little bit and make it better. Great players on the list. Good job. You guys could have picked names out of a hat and ended up with, you know, 30 great players. But leave it to your boys. We'll make the better uh, starting (laughs) 11s.
0: Hell yeah. No, now I'm just, I'm realizing no French players at all, even though there might be three French teams in the the quarterfinals of the uh, UEFA Women's Champions League. We'll see. Anytime... Anywhere, any place, any field, our 11 versus your 11, we're fucking ready.
1: Let's go. Yeah, great point about no French players. I mean, I should have mentioned in one of my cuts, and we talk about her all the time. I mean, if you're talking about skill for skill, Karidatu Diani, what the fuck are we talking about? She's Come not on. She's not one of the eight best attackers in the world. That's ridiculous. Maybe without naming names, because I don't want to turn this into a <laughs> podcast that always <laughs> blasts one player particularly. <laughs> I think Diony is a better player than maybe for sure a better player than one of those players that's on the FIFA Pro list. We'll let the audience use their imagination for what player we might be referencing.
0: Yeah, just for 2023. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, of course.
0: (laughs) All right, man, I think we did it. This has been another episode of Into the Channel. Subscribe or follow us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to watch or listen. Ratings, reviews, comments, all of them, always appreciated. At ITC underscore pod on X. At Into the Channel pod on threads. Big thank you to my co-host, Mr. Grant Engle, for being pretty much the first name I penciled into my starting
1: 11. Same here, buddy. You're my number 10 moving forward, so I appreciate that. And let's, uh, maybe when the budget allows, I'll cop that PS5, the crank up EA FC 24. We'll make it happen with these matches.
0: Let's go. All right, (laughs) right, man. I'll catch you next week.
1: Yep. Talk to you later.